The Jazz. Uh-oh. Stopped him on the three. The high schools. Also's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. Jason Walker still on vacation, visiting family in upstate New York. Uh, expected to be back next week uh, after the holiday. Hope you've got some fun plans for the holiday weekend coming up. But uh, in the meantime, some big announcements. Uh, pour, uh, <laughs> I can speak for the Utah Jazz. Uh, various reports. Uh, say that the uh, Jazz have zeroed in on Will Hardy to be the next head coach uh, for the Utah Jazz, making him the youngest coach in the NBA. Not the youngest ever, but pretty close. He'd be 34 years old, uh, youngest coaches ever. Well, I think we're 33. Um, but you know, there's there's some dudes in the NBA right now as old or older than Hardy uh, right now. But uh, Jazz Brass feel pretty confident in his abilities and have named him. Uh, the reports are that they've named him the next head coach, and it would be a five-year deal, uh, reportedly. Uh, we're going to have more details on that coming up here in uh, just a little bit. Um, as uh, I've got, I've reached out to John uh, uh, Carolus, uh, and I'll have him help me pronounce that name, make sure I get it right. But he's a uh, he writes for the Boston Sports Journal. He also is a participant on the Locked On Celtics podcast, and uh, following the Boston Celtics, give us some insight as to what he has observed uh, from Will Hardy, type of coach that he is, and what we might expect out of him as the next head coach for the Utah Jazz. But a young guy who was a disciple of uh, Greg Popovich, grew up in that system, started out in the video room, much like Eric Spolstra did with the Miami Heat. And uh, just eventually uh, just continued to win over people with his, uh, his knowledge and his expertise. And uh, his influence improved. Coached their uh, summer league teams for several years. Uh, was a participant with Cook Popovich at the uh, uh, 2019 Basketball World Cup. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was on that roster in 2019. So Will Hardy has coached. Donovan Mitchell before is familiar with Donovan Mitchell, has participated in the international game a little bit there. Uh, doesn't have a lot of head coach experience at, beyond what we said there with the uh, um, you know, the uh, summer league for the Spurs. But when Ime Udulka became the new head coach for the Boston Celtics, Will Hardy followed him there. Both were assistants in San Antonio. And uh, Will Hardy followed Udoka to... Boston to be his lead assistant there. And we know the type of season that Boston had this year. Started out kind of uncertain. Uh, team was kind of underperforming a little bit. And then in January, just a light switch went off, and that team started playing a lot better and uh, just continued to impress and get better and better and better. 
and playing all their way into uh, the finals with the uh, with the Warriors. A great run for Boston. So how much of this hire was tied to Danny Ainge and his connection to the Celtics? And how much of it was just, you know, this is the best guy for the job. Uh, reportedly, the other finalists were Alex Jensen, uh, Adrian Griffin, and, um, uh, and I'm the, slipping on the other one. Uh, shoot, <laughs> I had it, now I can't find it. But there were, uh, Johnny Bryant was not considered uh, one of the finalists, uh, which is interesting. Uh, but uh, needless to say, uh, the Utah Jazz have settled in on who they want as their next head coach. Oh, the other uh, finalist was another Celtics assistant, Joe Mazzula. Uh, but found it interesting that the reports are that Johnny Bryant was not listed as a finalist, which is a little surprising to me. But uh, your reactions to the news today, 435 435- Three three nine zero three two one. I'd love to get your reactions to this uh, news that Will Hardy is going to be the next head coach for the Utah Jazz. And uh, coming up here in about uh, 10, 15 minutes from now, uh, we'll have uh, a special guest on the Full Court Press, John Corrales, who is a beat writer and, and follows the Boston Celtics to give us that, the uh, uh, Boston perspective on who Will Hardy is. But love to get your reactions to the news today on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. If you want to weigh in on the decision today, the reports from uh, multiple sources, both ESPN and The Athletic, reporting on the the news. And uh, he would be, Will Hardy would be the youngest active coach in the NBA at 34. Uh, He spent just one season with the Celtics as an assistant, but um, he was he started his career as a video coordinator at San Antonio in 2016 and then was promoted as an assistant under Pop. Uh, and as I mentioned, grew in his responsibility and his role before eventually following Ime Udoka to Boston. Um, but he played collegiately at Division Three Williams College. So uh, it's interesting to note just, you know, these... You don't have to have a blue blood pedigree necessarily uh, to uh, be considered and, and be able to prove yourself as a uh, as a head coach candidate. And uh, Will Hardy reportedly won over uh, the the interview process early in the early interviews and uh, kind of established himself as a front runner very early on uh, in the uh, in the process. Um, according to Tony Jones, who writes for the Athletic. He said that uh, um, Hardy had a clear vision of what he wanted the roster to look like and, more importantly, his vision for Donovan Mitchell's role. Uh, uh, Jones, reporting on The Athletic, says that he was able to sell the Jazz on his ability to demand accountability. So that will be interesting to see what, what that means and how he plans to follow through on that and reportedly Hardy will make his guys guard people or guys won't play. So this was a Boston team that that bought into defense. Everybody had buy-in. Everybody played well. And that's been kind of the, the, the bugaboo for the Utah Jazz. Everything was funneled to one guy to play defense, while others were really that solid with their defensive abilities on the perimeter. And that caused real problems for the Jazz. So... Um, you know, how does he foresee the role of Donovan Mitchell? How do the Jazz overall 
perceive that role. And really, it's important to get this settled going into free agency as potential free agents may wonder, like, well, I don't even know the direction of your team. I, I don't know who your head coach is, so I don't know what my role would be. So it, I think it was important for Utah to get this settled, even though they kind of projected out that this could be a six-week process. Really, it only turned out to be three, three-and-a-half-week process to settle on their who their next head coach would be. So uh, I applaud them for not dragging it out too much settling in on somebody who who's who uh, won the interview process um, but are are you concerned about his inexperience a guy who, who didn't play in the NBA didn't play at a high level college um, and uh, may not you know how much will he be able to relate to the players and uh, be able to compete at a high level at least a level high enough to get the Jazz beyond what they've been able to do um, since uh, Jerry Sloan took them to the Western Conference Finals with Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer, Mehmet Okor. That's the last time the Jazz made it to the Western Conference Finals. It's, it's been a while. So would he be able to connect with the players enough in a certain way to, uh, to get them to play beyond what they've been able to do so far? Quinn Snyder said they just need a new voice. Is Will Hardy going to be able to be that next voice? Uh, and interesting things that uh, you know, reading about who this next coach should be and, and how he should act and how people should react to him is uh, I think the Jazz Brass, um, as they've kind of reading between the lines here, they'd like to see Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert still work out. They're not going to make a deal just to make a make a deal, and that. The, the new coach would need to come in and remind the team, remind the organization of Rudy Gobert's value and how he can impact the game in many different ways. Maybe remind many of us as fans of his value. So uh, interesting to see how he's able to work through the, the chaos of managing a roster and potentially changing roles too. Like Donovan Mitchell, is he going to be moved to be the de facto point guard? What does that mean for Mike Connolly and others with the rotations? So interesting to see how this evolves over the coming weeks. Uh, 0366 on our full-court press text line. Did Quinn Snyder play in the NBA? No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't. Um, he he did uh, play at a very high level and collegiately at a blue blood program. Um, so he had that kind of experience and DNA, um, but not not dissimilar from Will Hardy, except for the fact that Quinn Snyder was a head coach at a Power 5 uh, basketball team. Yes, he got into trouble there, and it was a long road to get back, but Quinn was part of a coaching staff in San Antonio that had a championship DNA. Uh, he was an assistant coach briefly in Los Angeles, and uh, worked with Kobe Bryant, who we know has championship DNA. Um, uh, Will Hardy, yeah, he was with Popovich and uh, learned winning there. And his, uh, was just this last year in Boston and learned what it takes to uh, compete at a very high level and win uh, at a high level. Though they didn't win the championship, they got to a championship. So I think that was important for Utah in this coaching search to find somebody who had that kind of experience. Um, 
You know, the, the real question here is, you know, philosophically, Quinn Snyder needed to move away and step down and uh, said the team needed a new voice. Uh, if he's stepping away, but the by and large, the roster stays intact, how much different will that look and how successful will it be? That's the million-dollar question to try to figure out here with this uh, new direction with a very young head coach. Um, but look, this is also a guy who uh, I, I value his experience with that 2019 uh, World Cup team. Will Hardy was on that staff with Popovich. Uh, he didn't take very many people from his staff. It was Jay Wright from Villanova and Steve Kerr from Golden State. and It, it was a very select group of people who were on that coaching staff. And uh, Will Hardy was among them. So I think that speaks volumes to the trust that Greg Popovich had in him to give that kind of a role and that uh, spot on his bench to an up-and-coming coach. And so I think that's uh, kind of interesting to see. You know, that uh, That's a strong endorsement of his potential. 0366 on our full-court press text line. Adding, I think it's great that Jazz are willing to take a chance like this. Let's face it, we've always been the bridesmaid and never the bride, so why not take a crazy chance? Okay, that's that's fair. Um, but you know, if we want to try to be the bride, then you know, would it have made more sense to pursue somebody like Terry Stotts or Frank Vogel, guys who, as head coaches, took teams to conference finals uh, at the very least? Frank Vogel took his team to the NBA Finals. Of course, it was in the bubble, but um, you know it would have been a little bit of a different uh, position there to uh, if that was the direction that they wanted to go. But um, <laughs> zero three six six adding for the Jazz to become the bride would take some serious cosmetic surgery. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, was there interest from uh, past head coaches? Yes. But I think it became pretty clear early on in this process that the Jazz wanted to follow the same model that they did with Quinn, find a, an up-and-coming assistant coach and give him his first chance as a to be a head coach rather than a retread. And I applaud them for that. That's one of the things that bothers me about professional coaching, uh, regardless if it's the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, is that these uh, coaches uh, who've been fired from other places keep getting jobs, but eventually keep getting fired. And I'm not, under, I don't fully understand why it is that they keep getting these chances when some other young, up and coming, unproven uh, people don't get that same opportunity. And I get it. Sometimes, uh, play or these coaches, they have to learn what it means to be a coach. And sometimes the fit just isn't right. So sometimes it takes a minute. Uh, Jerry Sloan's a great example. He coached with the Chicago for a few years, didn't quite work out, uh, became an assistant with Utah, and then took over there and had tremendous success. So, I uh, don't know. We'll see how it fold, unfolds for Will Hardy. Uh, let's find out more about him coming up on the other side of this timeout. Uh, I'll have uh, John Carolus with the uh, Boston Sports Journal and a host of the Locked On Celtics podcast joining us next to give us his insight as to who Will Hardy is and how he might fit in with Utah in his new position as an ex-head coach. Hey, if you've got a car that's stuck and won't start, or 
I know it's hot and your AC is not working. Call Grantham Mobile Automotive. Their mobile auto repair service will get you up and running in no time and even help you get your air, air, air conditioner recharged. Call 435-229-4345. Bright Green Cars, that's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the Bright Green Cars outside, and some even talk about the building, but the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend, with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars. Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac, power you can count on. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is Ryan at My Mattress. The 4th of July sale starts today. Every American-made mattress in our store is discounted to the lowest price of the year. How many mattresses in our store are American-made? All of them. That's right, American-made beds only at My Mattress. We do have two imported beds to show you how poorly they're made. Mattresses made in America that are less expensive is a win for everybody. No interest financing available in the store. Come in for the 4th of July sale right now, only at my mattress. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Streaming online, 1069thefan.com and on the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Of course, big news today, multiple reports that the Utah Jazz have narrowed in on Will Hardy to be their next head coach. John Corrales joins us next, and he's uh, reports for the Boston Sports Journal and hosts the Locked On Celtics podcast. John, thanks for your time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Happy to, happy to help you uh, sort this out. <laughs> yeah, so we knew that Hardy was uh, on the list, and kind of reading the, the between the lines seemed to be uh, uh, one of those guys that was raising as a potential finalist, and then the news today that he's going to be the guy. Um, I know he was only in Boston for one season, but what has your interaction been with him? Well, my personal interaction with him has been limited due to COVID restrictions. So that that I, I can I can say we, we've been kept at a a distance from the Celtics' assistance. But I can tell you that watching him from afar, that he was an integral part of the system there in Boston. He's Ime Udoka's number one guy. I've talked to Ime about him and his importance to the team. And, you know, it's a guy that Ime has relied on to get through that first season. And uh, I think 
that Will Hardy had a huge role to play in the Celtics getting to the finals. Um, the reaction from the Celtics players has been phenomenal. Uh, I think everybody's really, really happy for him, which speaks to the level of respect that they have for him. And you can see that. You can see that in how he interacted with the players when we did get a chance to watch some of practices. Um, I think that he's a very highly respected guy. And that goes back to his days in San Antonio where there was some chatter about him if he stuck around and wanted to wait it out. He could have been one of the guys that replaced Greg Popovich. So his star has been rising for a little bit. When uh, his role with uh, with Coach Udoka's staff, was he more of the offensive guy? I know sometimes they have an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. Do you know what his primary role was? Or he kind of helped he oversee a lot of things. All-encompassing. He was more all-encompassing, I think, with, with them. Um, he, I, for sure, um, he had a big role offensively um, running through. I think he was one of the guys that, while Ime was focusing on big picture stuff, Will is the guy that was focusing on the, the like the the really getting into the nitty gritty in, in practices and managing the game in terms of who had fouls and and who you know uh, who was who was ready to sub in and who in the scouting report say hey we were talking about this guy and that guy you know, this could be a good matchup and, and kind of working with Ime in that regard. So um, I have seen him working heavily with the offense, but I think he's more of an all-encompassing kind of guy for the Celtics. I know he's uh, limited with his head coaching experience. He led the Spurs summer league teams a couple of times. Uh, but probably one of the things that's most intriguing to me, besides being Udoka's number one in Boston, was how Popovich took him uh, to accompany him when the when he was the head coach of the 2019 uh, Basketball World Cup squad that had pretty impressive other coaches on his staff, and one of the few uh, young assistants that he took with him was uh, Will Hardy. So seems to be pretty bright, up-and-coming coach who understands the game in a different way. Yeah, I mean, again, he's such a big part of what Emi Odoka was doing. Um, it's a big blow to the Celtics to, to see him go, and I, I think for people in Utah, what you're getting is, is someone who obviously is young, he's 34 years old. He understands some of where the league has come, where it is at this point. And I think he's, he's part of this next generation of how do you overcome some of the things that, that have been going on in the league. And, and I think part of what the Celtics have been doing Offensively, you know, I know he worked closely with Derek White, and he's, you can see him working with Jason Tatum and those guys. You know, getting those guys to become uh, more distributors, getting getting those guys to move more. I think, I think what you're going to see with the Utah Jazz is a, a, a carryover from the defensive importance. He, he was just on a team that was the number one defense, and he saw how that carried the Celtics into the finals. But I think he's also a, a pretty creative, offensive mind. So I think his youth and his experience, he, he has extensive experience for a guy that age on the sidelines for two high-quality franchises. John Corrales with Boston Sports Journal and host of the Locked On Celtics podcast uh, talking about Will Hardy. And this is a guy who, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell was on that 2019 uh, World Cup uh, team, and so he has some familiarity with with Donovan Mitchell. But uh, allegedly, or I should say, reportedly, one of the things that stood out was 
his vision for the Jazz and the role for Donovan Mitchell. And he comes from uh, an organization in Boston that has some really talented young stars as well. So uh, one of the things that was kind of interesting to me, noting the finalists, is who would be able to connect with the current players. And the reaction so far from Boston to uh, him getting this promotion from their players, have you sensed some of that reaction so far? Yeah, I mean, the guys the guys are really kind of active in, in expressing their congratulations. And Jason Tatum, Grant Williams have already sent out their tweets of congratulations. Tatum saying, couldn't be happier for my guy, extremely deserving. Uh, Grant Williams, you know, hate to lose you, uh, but no one more deserving. Can't wait to see you lead. I think these guys, this, this Celtics team was a very special team, not just because they got to the finals, but I think, Everything that they've been through, you think about this past season, everything that they've been through adversity-wise, you have Will Hardy right alongside as, as Ime Udoka's number two. Having gone through all of that, having navigated players, kind of some friction. I mean, I'm going to be saying things that are familiar, I think, to Jazz fans. <laughs> Getting through some obstacles where things haven't been working according to the expectations and how to get a team to get on board, how to get a team to buy in and connect with those guys. Like you mentioned, connect with those guys to get them all on the same page and understand like, Hey, whatever, whatever you've got going on personally, there's a goal here. There's a, uh, there's a bigger picture here. So having gone through that with the Celtics and their mid season turnaround, I'm sure it's something that was appealing. And, you know, it's not a surprise that Danny Ainge went this route. And Danny Ainge still has very, very close ties to the Celtics organization. He was in the building for the finals. He was there talking to all of these guys specifically. So he, more than anybody, has an inside read on what the players and executives think of Will Hardy. So if Ainge is, is, selling, is, is signing off on this, I can tell you there's no one that has more inside information on Will Hardy. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about that connection with Danny Ainge and just what the feeling is there in Boston that it looked like he was a guy that was going to you know, sail off into retirement and all of a sudden he's gotten back into things with Utah. Uh, and I think it was initial um, gut reaction when Quinn Snyder said he was going to step down that people thought, well, certainly there should be there's probably going to be some Boston connection in whomever <laughs> succeeds him, and that's how it's played out. But it, it, certainly his connection and understanding of Boston is one thing, but Will Hardy still had to win the job on his own merits, and, and that sounds like Absolutely. he's doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's, you don't just give the job to somebody that you, know, you like and say, hey, you know, th- these are, these are, there are 30 jobs, and there are more than 30 deserving people. And many of them work in the league already, and it's, it's a tough, tough competition. When one of these jobs opens up, you owe it to the team to say, okay, we're going to cast the so-called wide net. But again, I, Danny, Danny, I think, kind of in a way considers himself to still have, like, he's, he's there in Utah, and which is no surprise that he went and, and so quickly to Utah. But he's still very, very close with everybody there in, in Boston. So, yes, this, and, and you had two Celtics assistants yeah. as finalists. So uh, I think that speaks to the organization as well. Um, but, yeah, they, he, 
he had to beat out some talented people. And I think when you look at the overall kind of body, and first of all, not a retread, not just some guy that you say, okay, we're going to get Mike D'Antoni. We're going to get, you know, one of these other guys. Um, you go with a younger kind of more connected to the, the more m- current modern NBA. You go with that guy. You go with a guy who comes from a program, two programs, I should say, because you got to, most of this, most of his um, accolades do stem from the San Antonio days. Right. You get, you get all of that. Um, you know, it, it makes sense that a guy like Hardy rises to the top of the list and ends up getting the job. But yeah, he, he had to win that job. It was, there was no gift to him. There was no anything like that. He went out and earned that job. And I, I can just tell you that when I heard that Will Hardy was, was in consideration for that job, I just kind of knew that he would be in that mix, in that final mix. Uh, I, I had a feeling that he wasn't going to be long for Ime's staff. So this, this, is, this is a deserved hiring and, and, and really not surprising to me. Uh, the Athletics' Tony Jones reporting that, um, that Hardy was able to uh, win the team, win the Jazz on on his idea about demanding accountability. What did you yeah. see on the sidelines and how that coaching staff was able to get accountability from their players in that buy-in that was necessary? This is the number one thing that Boston, that happened in Boston. That Ime came in, and that was his number one thing with. These guys have to be accountable for when you make mistakes. Um, and, and it goes from top to bottom. So it's, it's not a surprise that that was a, a main kind of selling point from Will Hardy. And you, you look at the Celtics team and their turnaround, and I think one of the central points of it centers at um, a film session that was had in, in January where Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart were the heavy, heavy focus of mistakes that were being made. And it wasn't just, hey, you know, Grant Williams coming off the bench or one of these ancillary players or, or even like a Robert Williams. It, it's the stars. It's the, your, your top guys, your point guard, your top stars. Um, holding those guys accountable and making sure that everybody's accountable to each other, that everybody can say things to one another and not be personally offended. When one person says something, you, you say it, you hash it out. And then when it's done, it's done. And you don't take it personally. Ime Udoka has said that countless, countless times when we've talked to him, when I've talked to him and it's, it's kind of a natural carryover that, Will Hardy would see all of that and be a party to all of that too. I mean, he, you see him talking to players, um, when, when some of the, uh, during timeouts, you can see him turning around to the players and, and kind of getting into their faces and, and explaining. And, and even during the course of a game pointing and, you know, the, 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 extra, the, the on the fly explanation stuff. So everybody was, was accountable in Boston, this that was a, a central tenet to the hiring of Ime and the staff coming in. So, yeah, I think 
I think that's something that you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot when it comes to Will and and making sure that the guys can communicate openly and the the staff can communicate openly and and that those guys can get past mistakes and work through mistakes and and get to where they need to go. One of the things that was always intriguing to me during this uh, playoff run for Boston is that we saw other teams with uh, a traditional defensive center kind of be ruled uh, you know, irrelevant and, and exit the, the playoffs, but Boston was somehow still able to continue to play and get to the finals, even though they had a quote-unquote offensively limited center, but still be able to play well and use his uh, impact defensively. Certainly that reminds Jazz fans of how the Jazz have been built. A great defensive center, maybe not a back-to-the-basket hit threes from beyond the perimeter kind of a guy, but how a good defensive center can exist on a team, but it really depends on how that perimeter is defended as well. And I think that's what was lacking for Utah, and it seems like Boston was able to figure that out, but certainly they had the roster to do that, and I think that's one of the big questions for Utah in this offseason is how they develop that roster, and frankly, one of the big decisions and questions heading into free agency without a, up until now, a head coach now, what's the direction of the team going from here? But I think they can take some good lessons from watching how Boston was able to do that. Yeah, look, this is now where Danny Ainge and now, you know, uh, in, in that front office that's kind of being retooled, how do, they, how do they support the Will Hardy hiring? Because he's going to come in and he has his ideas. And there's only so much that you can do um, in the course of one offseason, but the Celtics were uniquely constructed, and the I think one of the more underrated elements to why Boston was successful was Al Horford. And and you got to ask yourself who's who's your Al Horford in this scenario? Can can somebody on that team be used in in that way? And if it's Gobert, if he sticks around and you use him in that way, then who becomes? the Robert Williams. Do you go and get a different guy like that? And does, does Will Hardy try to duplicate some of the stuff that they did? Or does, you know, I think more likely you just use what you have. And I think you rely on Will Hardy to say, okay, these are the types of players that we have. The best head coaches don't have a particular system per se. They can tailor what they do best around the personnel. So that I think is going to be where someone with the basketball IQ of a Will Hardy can, can really shine is these are the guys that we have. You, you, you built a very three point heavy offense. How do you kind of work with that and tweak it? How do you work with Donovan Mitchell to grow his game? Like they grew the games of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and, and how do you create a, a defensive team around the you know, perennial defensive player of the year candidate and, and, and make it all work as a cohesive unit rather than, oh, we got Rudy back there. He'll just block the shot. And that's not how it's supposed to be. That helps. Yeah. That helps. But I think sometimes you can get a little too reliant on that. And, and when he steps up, and no one's back there to help him out, then it, it falls on him. And, and, and that's, you know, I've been, I've been a Gobert kind of critic to, to some degree, but I do acknowledge that there's, he, he can't just do it by himself. You can only block so many shots. And I think that's going to be 
the biggest challenge for for Hardy over there is how do you how do you get that defense to make life easier on Gobert so he can be the eraser and the the focal point of that defense to get you out and running. I, I know this may be too hard of a question to answer, and it's my final question for you. But any uh, any ideas on who he might bring with him uh, to be a part of his staff? Ooh, um, I don't know. That's a good question, man. I, I don't know how many of Boston's assistants might go. I mean, he might decide to take one or two. Um, it's it, it, and it just depends on where those guys feel more comfortable. Um, it'd be very interesting for uh, Will and Ime if they're if if Will all of a sudden <laughs> says, "Yeah, I'm I'm not only leaving, I'm taking three guys with me." Right. Um, he. He may he it'd be interesting to see who he targets because there there are some guys on this on this um, coaching staff that are pretty close to Celtics players. Um, if he if he tries to lure a couple of guys away, it may be interesting, kind of a long term play to say, uh, like for example, uh, the Celtics assistant Tony Dobbins works very closely with Jalen Brown. If you see. If you see Tony Dobbins follow um, Will Hardy to Utah, you're going to start to see, hey, wait a minute, Jalen Brown and Donovan Mitchell are pretty close. Jalen Brown's eligible, extension eligible right now. He's got a couple years left in his contract. Um, is, there, is there something there? Because all of a sudden you're starting to build a, a, a place where one of Boston's stars could be like, well, a friend of mine's there. A coach I respect is there. A coach I've played for is there. Um, maybe there's some something there. So uh, I don't know who he might take, but you just put a thought into my head that makes me wonder if he takes certain guys, it could be an interesting kind of long-term gambit. Well, it's going to be fun to see how this plays out, especially the next few days when we get into free agency, how that affects uh, potential targets, and now they know who the head coach is, and then I don't think the, the trade season is over by any means, so it's still going to be an interesting offseason in the NBA. Uh, John Corrales, thank you so much for joining us uh, with uh, Boston Sports Journal, host of the uh, Locked On Celtics podcast, and uh, appreciate the insight, and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. I know it's going to be entertaining. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, great stuff there. Insight about Will Hardy, who he is, what his background is, and influence with the Boston Celtics. A bit of an insight as to what that might bring to Utah as they move into a new era with their next head coach. All right. Coming up next here in the Full Court Press, uh, Athlon Sports put together some information about college football. What are they saying about the Utah State Aggies? What did they get right? What did they miss? We'll update that next on the Full Court Press. Paid for by Andrew Badger for Congress. Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Looking forward to turning 65, but the mail and the phone calls can drive you crazy. We can help. If you're considering working until full retirement age, let us compare your employer coverage to Medicare. You have choices. We will provide you with the information and assistance you need. 
call 752-9493. Having a local agent makes all the difference and there's no cost to you. Call 752-9493 or visit us at lssins.com. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engaged ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engage Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.C. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Are you a do-it-yourselfer? Have you been looking at that boring blah wall in your home for far too long? You need to check out the Speedy Mason Thin Brick System at Castellite in Logan. It's a simple system that anybody can do to make a blah wall into a beautiful focal point. Refresh your home with some very affordable options at Castellite for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at Castellite.com. This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. Independence Day sale starting now until July 5th. Double dip with up to 30% off select appliances plus save up to $800 on our exclusive mail-in rebate with GE, Whirlpool, Beko, and Maytag Kitchen and Laundry Appliances. We haven't seen rebates like this since before the pandemic. Take advantage today. See store for details. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open till 6 on weekdays, 5 p.m. on Saturday. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson here on uh, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Streaming online, 106.9thefan.com. So your thoughts about the interview there with uh, John Corrales. Uh, he, he contributes to the uh, Boston Sports Journal, host of the Locked On Celtics podcast. I thought that was some fascinating stuff about Will Hardy. Granted, he hasn't had a lot of personal interaction with uh, with Coach Hardy, but he has observed him and certainly has seen some of the things that happened with that team over the course of the season. I recall one of the biggest things from Danny Ainge when he sat down with David Locke right after that uh, the coaching search uh, began, that one of the big things that stood out to me that Danny Ainge said is that this new coach, whomever it is, will have to understand how to deal with chaos. And sounds like there was some chaos and turmoil in that uh, Boston locker room and uh, new coaches trying to sort things out with some young star players, and they did. They worked through it. Not only did they work through it, but they had a tremendous run to the second half of the season and played all their way into the NBA Finals. So, kind of exciting with Will Hardy as the next head coach. So, if you, uh, love to get, continue to get your reactions to that on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, we'll have the uh, interview with John Corrales on our podcast feed 
uh, in a little bit. So if you want to just listen to that interview, again, you can. But uh, shifting gears to uh, some football talk, uh, we saw the Athlon Sports uh, preseason All-Mountain West list. Um, but now they've gone through and they've recently published uh, their team-by-team you know, team, uh, uh, snapshots. Now, when they did their uh, predictions for the Mountain West, Stephen Lassen with Athlon Sports predicted that the Aggies would finish third in the Mountain Division. Um, but admitted that the gap between Boise State and Air Force and Utah State is very small. Um, but um, in the end, giving a little bit more of a nudge to Boise State and Air Force, which is a bit of a cop-out in my opinion. Boise underperformed last year. Aggies certainly overperformed. And you look at who the Aggies have coming back. But in addition to just today, they released their snapshot. Actually, it happened late yesterday, but their snapshot of Utah State. And uh, looking at the offense, the defense, and special teams, um, a couple of highlights from their report. Pointing out that the quarterback position, <laughs> there's a lot of talent and experience there. Logan Bonner had some offseason uh, surgery after injuring his knee in the bowl game. But we saw what Cooper Legat could do. And then Levi Williams transferred over from Wyoming. He's got talent and ability. Logan Bonner is going to be your starter. Um, it may be a bit of a battle to see who the backup is. Based on what I saw in the spring, I'd still say it's Cooper Legat. But uh, fall could be, could be different. But one of the big questions for Utah State is, who do they throw it to? Because three dynamic wide receivers, each who caught 10 touchdowns apiece, uh, are not back. So they've been supplemented with some great transfers with Brian Cobbs and Xavier Williams from Maryland and Alabama, respectively. You got a couple of guys coming back with uh, 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 Justin McGriff, who caught 35 passes and six t uh, touchdowns last year. We saw Kyle Van Leeuwen play really well in the fall. He had some uh, injuries here and there, but he's a guy that could be up and coming, ready to take the next step. We saw a junior college transfer come in who played really well in the spring with Terrell Vaughn. So uh, I think that the wide receiver core is going to be okay. And I think it's going to be just fine. Uh, the, one of the questions may be more about the running back position, and this isn't a slight to Calvin Tyler Jr. because he really emerged in a great year, 884 yards that he ran for last year. It's just who will be back there with him, especially after Elelion Noah left the program. Because I don't see Calvin Tyler as an every-down back. So uh, who is that other running back that's going to get a chance to carry the rock? There's great experience. In that offensive line coming back. So uh, there's some great, great experience on that offensive front. And for Utah State offensively, a lot that's looking good. Some of the other questions are on the defense. Some great defensive studs are gone. Justin Rice uh, with the linebacker core. And the linebacker core has A.J. Vongbachan, but really he's it right now as far as experienced players coming back. There are some interesting pieces coming into place there to help him. Uh, the, but you've got defensive end Byron Vaughn's up front. He was the defensive MV, uh, Mountain West Championship game MVP. 
Uh, Hale Mautuapuaka is up there. You got the Nevada transfer, Daniel Grugiak. Uh, there are maybe some questions in the secondary. You got Hunter Reynolds coming back with a lot of experience. Uh, Johnny Carter, who was uh, a safety, he's been moved over to cornerback, but that's a guy that picked off three passes and is a great athlete. Michael Anwanyu has uh, is a returning starter. And then you've got another Power 5 transfer, Miami transfer, Gervin Hall Jr., helping out on the secondary as well. But uh, some other questions for Utah State is uh, who's going to be a punt returner? Who's going to return kickoffs? Savon Scarver was fantastic with that, All-American level. Uh, but uh, that will be something that this coaching staff will have to try to figure out who does that because Connor Coles is back. He was a good place kicker. Stephen Cottsonley, great punter. So this is the kicker for me. At the very end of their report, they point this out, which I think should be near the very top of their report. And I've been saying this a lot, and I'm sure you're getting tired of me hearing it. But this is in their words. For the first time in five years, USU will have the same offensive, defensive, and special teams coordinators. That means a lot. The head coach is the same. The coordinators are the same. The quarterback's the same. The running back's the same. You got a lot of uh, offensive linemen that are the same. There's a lot going for Utah State. I still don't understand why this team isn't projected to be the, the top team in the Mountain Division. So they say Aggies should once again contend for a league title, but they have two other teams ahead of them. So I don't, I don't know that I fully get that. Uh, 9315 on our Full Court Press text line. USU has a defensive player that had the most tackles out of all of Utah, if I remember right, last year in Utah College. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes coming back on defense. Some great players left and have gone. They do have some holes to fill, but there's a lot of talent coming back. That's why I don't get some of the disrespect on this Utah State football team. And we've seen the list that is going on down south, and so many Aggie greats are getting disrespected on that list. We'll put our own list together uh, in our own countdown because there's some great athletes that are not getting the recognition they deserve. But uh, anyway, your reactions to that and uh, the news today about Will Hardy being the named, uh, looks like he's going to be named reportedly uh, the next head coach for the Utah Jazz, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Uh, if you're too busy through the week to get your oil change for your vehicle, you know you can take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change any day of the week, even on Sundays. They're located across from Angie's, so stop in and get your vehicle serviced by trained professionals today or any day this week at 695 North Main in Logan. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence in a beautiful new office complex at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan, just south of the Cache Valley Hospital. 
The entire staff and doctors Benyon Blotter and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Grantham Automotive Repair knows how busy you are. I'm like the busiest person alive. We know there's never enough time in your day. I make instant oatmeal in the microwave. We know it's not always convenient to get your car fixed, so we will come to you. Introducing Grantham Automotive with over 10 years experience. Our master ASE technician is licensed and insured and headed your way. Book your service appointment by calling 435-229-4345. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Mountain West Motors, Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership, located at 615 North Main. Great selection of trucks and SUVs. Check them out in person or online, mwmotor.com. Com. Full Court Press text line 9315 adding, I agree that you need to make a list. It will be better. Uh, yes, we do. Also, so confused that USU has 95% of coaches back and a ton of talent, but people still say they are sixth win or less team and third in the division. Yeah, that's what I don't get. I don't understand. Like, you, you praise the returning talent. You praise the coordinators and coaches that are back. But they still don't get the respect. That's I don't I don't understand. Uh, Utah State is easily an eight win team this next year, in my opinion. Um, so uh, we'll do our own list. We'll count down our own uh, players to highlight because they need more attention than uh, other people are giving them, and more respect. Uh, 5338, you send a link. I'll have to take a look at that in a minute when we get off here. But reminder, now bottle parts. They sponsor the Dan Patrick Above the Noise. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Certainly an interesting day in the NBA yesterday. Early Monday morning, it was reported Kyrie Irving was granted permission to seek a sign-in trade. We were then told the only team that had expressed any interest was the desperate Lakers. But just when we thought Kyrie could leave Brooklyn, the star point guard announced that he would opt back in to his player option for one more year with the Nets. Whenever a team links themselves to Kyrie, you can never be too certain about their future. But as of right now, looks like the Nets will attempt to run it back. Securing Irving doesn't fix all of Brooklyn's problems, though. The Nets still need to figure out how Ben Simmons will fit in, and the team could use some defensive players. As for right now, Brooklyn should be just happy they didn't lose Kyrie for nothing, because if they did, there's a good chance that Kevin Durant would be the next out the door, and it's hard to imagine the franchise being able to recover from that. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 